Welcome back, Giants. Week number 13 preview versus the Commanders. A game that I think is the biggest game of the year so far for the Giants. Obviously, if the year goes on and it's a win or get in in the final week of the season, that will be the biggest game. But for right now, at least, I do believe this is the biggest game for the Giants this season. It's I'm not going to call it a must-win, but it's as close to a must-win as it can get for the Giants. The Commanders come in at 7-5. and five. They have won their last six of seven games. They've been on fire. The Giants still 7-4 and four overall, which is a half game better than Washington, but the Giants have lost three out of their past four. So teams moving in different directions right now. Obviously, it's not good for the Giants. Washington, although they're on the road they are favored by two two and a half depending on where you look at it the over under is only 40 and a half which is not a surprise whatsoever i could see it going under but looking at the nfc east standings with the eagles having 10 wins the cowboys being eight and three and winning both games versus the giants this year this is the giants first game versus washington seeing where seattle's at with their record yes they lost last week but they hold the tiebreaker versus the giants i don't know how you look at this game and think it's not the most important game this year so Definitely huge for the Giants. I don't feel that confident. I wish I did. I wish I had the same confidence I had versus like Houston or the Bears game or the Panthers game. Some games earlier this year. I'm a little nervous about this game, not going to lie, because Washington has been playing well. The Giants, although they're getting guys back, they are still pretty injured. Not having a Dory Jackson versus McLaurin is going to be huge. Not having Xavier McKinney to take away the big plays is also huge. So the Giants will have some of their work cut out for them, but... Of course, the Giants can win this game. Anyway, we'll go through the usual, the injuries. We'll go through some of the key matchups, what I'm expecting for this game. Hope you guys enjoy the video. Leave a like, always helps out, and let's get into it. We will go through the injuries first. Gary Brightwell, back-to-back uh, -back limited practices, so that's good, but he has an illness, so you never know with those, but I'm assuming he'll be fine, questionable. Joshi Zuda and Adore Jackson are out for this game. Of course, Jackson is a huge loss for the Giants. Izuda, not so much, especially if Bredesen's back. Although Dan Duggan said it might not be likely that Bredesen is available for this game, which really sucks. Shane Lemieux out for this game, so another left guard that is not going to play. Tight end Daniel Bellinger, who has not played since the, uh, what game did he get hurt? It was the game at Jacksonville, I think. I don't know, for some reason I just blanked on that game. I'm like, wait, did we play the Jaguars this year? But yeah, the Giants played the Jaguars this year. He's been out ever since that game. Dane Belton, questionable with the clavicle injury. Feliciano with the neck injury, questionable, although Nick Gates might just be the starter anyway, so that might not matter as much. Cordell Flott seems good to go. Darnay Holmes and Fabian Moreau are questionable, but they got limited practices in all week. Evan Neal, practiced in full every day this week. Uh, Tyree Phillips, same thing. I don't think Tyree Phillips matters as much, especially if Neal plays, but um, it's good to see both those guys practicing in full. Darius Slayton DMP on Thursday and Friday with an illness. Now, once again, game is two days away, so might not be the biggest deal, but if the Giants don't have Slayton for some reason, that would be a massive loss. For Washington, wide receiver Dax Milne, who I think is better known for dating Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend. I could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going, though. But anyway, Dax Milne, his former BYU teammate, is out for this game with a foot injury. Corner, Benjamin St. Just. I think that's how you pronounce it. But yeah, he was he's a bigger corner, young player, actually had a good start to his career so far. So they'll be without one of their starting corners. Washington, they got rid of William Jackson this year. So they could be a bit thin at corner. Guard Trey Turner, former Gettleman pick of the Panthers. He's out for this game. Antonio Gibson, the running back, is questionable. And Chase Young. Chase Young has been 
really close the past three, four, maybe two games from getting back off the IR finally, but he's questionable once again. I expected him back like two weeks ago, so I'm not really sure what's going on with him, but obviously I'd rather avoid Chase Young. Or maybe you guys want to play him. I don't know, because I know there's this huge like Andrew Thomas versus um, Chase Young thing, but I just want the Giants to win. I don't care about the pride of Andrew Thomas versus Chase Young. I would rather not see the commanders have a uh, guy that was listed as a generational pass rusher on their team in this game. So let's look at the matchups. We'll start with the Giants offense versus the commanders defense. What sticks out? What sticks out to me is the Giants interior offensive line versus guys like Jonathan Allen, who's having a tremendous year, and Deron Payne. And of course, if Chase Young comes back or even Montez Sweat, who'll probably be matched up against uh, Andrew Thomas a lot. But my main concern is the interior guys. Does Jonathan Allen completely wreck the entire game? Which, if it's Feliciano starting, I have my concerns. We don't know who the left guard is right now. That's also a concern. So taking care of those guys, you know, the big guys up the middle for Washington, that's my biggest thing for the Giants offense coming into this game. Now at corner for Washington, they have Kendall Fuller, who I think actually had the game-winning interception versus, Wash or versus the uh, Falcons, who for some freaking reason passed the ball last week on like the two-yard line. But across from him, I mean, you don't have much going on right now on their depth chart. So as I said, William Jackson is off the team now. Benjamin St. Juice is out for this game. So that second cornerback spot for Washington definitely sus. But the Giants also don't have any wide receivers that will probably take advantage of that. So that's also a problem. But if the Giants had a healthy receiving core and Washington was down to their like third or fourth corner, I would feel much better about that matchup. Washington has a really good young safety, Cameron Curl, who I think was like a seventh round pick. That's an awesome pick by them. Their other safety, I think it's Derek Forrest. Derek Forrest, he's having a good year as well. Another young player. Another Gettleman guy, David Mayo, is one of the starting linebackers for Washington. So that's a blast from the past. Um, of course, Ron Rivera, he was also with the Panthers. That's probably why they have some of these guys there. Jamin Davis in year two, he's playing better than last year. Still not like fantastic, and he's not worth the first round pick just yet, but still, you know, We'll see. And they have John Bostic, who he is what he is. So, yeah, Washington's defense is scary, the front four, but the rest of it right now, outside of Kendall Fuller and Cameron Curl, I'm not really that concerned about. The linebackers are beatable. The second and third cornerback spots are going to be beatable. They have Bobby McCain for more of those, like, you know, slot cornerback reps and things like that, but even he's not having that great of a year. But if you're the Giants, can you get guys open? Can you get Darius Slayton and Lawrence Cager or Daniel Bellinger in his first game back? Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, Kenny Galladay. Can those guys get open? Can Saquon Barkley have his first good game in a while here? It's been like a month since Saquon, I guess, the, the Texans game, but... Even that game, he wasn't the most efficient. It was like 35 carries for 143 yards, maybe. So still a good day at the office, but of course we've seen better out of Saquon. So hopefully with the extended 10-day rest here, we can see a better version of Saquon Barkley. But yeah, if as long as the Washington pass rush and their defensive line doesn't blow up the entire game, I feel good, not good, but I feel okay about the Giants offense, but... I, of course, have my concerns about the entire offensive line not named Andrew Thomas. I feel better about Evan Neal being back, but it is his first game. We've seen Neal have a couple rough games this year, so that, of course, is a concern. Now, for the Giants' defense, I mean, Washington, they have some weapons. We start with Terry McLaurin, who ever since Taylor Heineke's taken over, 
he's had a much better season. Like I feel like his first half of the season numbers versus the second half since Wentz went out, they're much better. So he's playing like a legitimate wide receiver one. Curtis Samuel is their slot guy, kind of their gadget guy. He'll take some handoffs sometimes. Jahan Dotson, who has a lot of touchdowns this year, the rookie out of Penn State. He was the first-round pick. I think they traded up for him, but, you know, he's had some decent games. He did hurt his hamstring at one point, but he's back. They have a pretty good running back duo. It used to be Trio, but J.D. McKissick, who I think has been a giant killer in the past, he's on IR, so I guess that's good the Giants get to avoid him. But Antonio Gibson, we know, you know, former receiver, talented player. He is banged up right now, so we'll see if he plays. Brian Robinson... We know about his story. He got shot in the preseason. He's came back. He's had some really nice games this year, and I think he played well last week, so he's more of a bruiser. So they have good, like, change of pace guys, and they have a good amount of running backs there, but not facing McKissick is definitely something I'm happy about. Their offensive line, it's not amazing, but it's also not that bad either. You have Charles Leno, the former Barrett left tackle, playing pretty well. Andrew Norwell's still there. Sam Cosme moved to guard after trying out tackle last year. I think he was a rookie last year. When was he drafted? 2021, yes. Yeah, so I was a fan of his Sam Cosme guess it just didn't work out a tackle last year um but yeah that's pretty much it their offensive line outside of those three guys and even Norwell's taking a step back here he's now what is he 30 he's 31 years old so yeah Andrew Norwell's not the same guy he was in Carolina even Jacksonville so he's taking a step back but the Giants once again they have a chance with their interior to really take control of this game with Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau coming off his best game, in my opinion, in the NFL. And of course, there's a chance the Giants get Aziz Ojolari back. I don't even think I mentioned Aziz Ojolari in the injury report, but I think he should be back for this game. Now, we'll see about the Giants' cornerback situation. We went over the weapons for Washington at receiver. They're good players, especially McLaurin. But, you know, they're without Adoree Jackson, which she would have been great to have. But Fabian Moreau, questionable. Darnay Holmes in the slot. Maybe Cordell Flott. Um, you know, Darnay Holmes has had a rough year for the most part. You have Nick McLeod at outside corner, guys like that. So my concern is a guy like Curtis Samuel. I don't really trust Darnay Holmes in the slot versus him. That's something I'm definitely concerned about. So hopefully Washington does not pick apart Holmes that much, which Dallas was doing on Thursday. I don't know why Don Martindale didn't really give him more help. I feel like having CeeDee Lamb on an island with um, Darnay Holmes last week was not ideal, but it kept happening. The Giants linebacker spot, of course, still very concerning. Can they stop the run? I mean, it's going to start with the front four, obviously, and Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams getting those stops. But if he gets into the second level, can we rely on Mike McFadden and Jalen Smith and Tay Crowder? to take care of Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. I have my concerns there as well. So we'll see, you know, maybe it's Dane Belton. Maybe we see some more uh, Jason Pinnock. But um, yeah, I mean, the Giants, of course, are banged up. It is what it is. Washington, they have some injuries as well. And we didn't even talk about Taylor Heineke. I mean, Heineke's not even having that great of a year. But just Washington, that entire team, just they just... I don't know. They just rally behind him for some reason. I feel like he's such a more likable guy than Carson Wentz. Not to say Wentz is like a, an a-hole. I never met the guy, but it just seems like Heineke is so loved by that locker room. And I'm not saying he's more talented than Wentz. He might not even be. But um, for some reason, when he gets in there, he just, you know, the whole team rallies behind him. Like going through Heineke's stats, he's not even having like that great of a season. He has a season high 279 passing yards but his next highest was 211 and he has a 7 to 5 TD to interception ratio a 
61, let's call it, completion percentage. So it's not even that great. But the guy, the thing about Taylor Heineke, he's kind of the complete inverse of what the Giants do offensively. The Giants offense is like more conservative and they try to make Daniel Jones's life easy and give him easy throws and we saw it with Jason Garrett a lot of curls and not taking many deep shots Washington is the complete opposite especially with Heineke at the helm like with Heineke he'll take multiple stupid throws throughout a game and sometimes they work and sometimes they result in turnovers so the Giants defense they're gonna have I think at least a couple opportunities to get interceptions in this game there are times Heineke will play with that inner Brett Favre and try to make a throw that maybe he can't make because he's Taylor Heineke and not Brett Favre. He's not the most physically gifted quarterback out there, but Heineke has that mindset of I can make any throw. And sometimes he makes that throw and sometimes it works. Sometimes he makes that throw, sometimes it's it's picked off and the Giants have to take advantage of that. Now, I like quarterbacks like that, guys that take chances. I hate watching the conservative Giants offense week after week. Now, maybe if the Giants had McLaurin and Samuel and guys like that, it'd be different. But yeah, I mean, watching the Giants offense since 2020 has been kind of rough. But I'm expecting a low scoring game for the most part, maybe like a 20 to 16 type final score. I really don't know who's going to win. Like I usually try to lean one way, but I just, I don't know who to take. Like if I was betting this game, I just would take the points and take the Giants because they are underdogs at home. And I feel like this is a game where the Giants are going to go all out. I mean, you know, the Lions game a couple weeks ago, okay, maybe it was a look ahead spot because the Lions were still crappy at that time. They're still not that good, but like they were, you know, only had two wins on the entire year at that point a couple weeks ago. So maybe that was a look-ahead game because they played Dallas on that next Thursday. And maybe Dallas was a game where the Giants said, hey, we're completely outmatched. We are, you know, what were they, 10-point underdogs in that game? Like, it was a lot. Nine-and-a-half-point underdogs were very injured. Okay, so may, I'm not saying the Giants took the last two games for granted or didn't try, but, like, this is a game where I know – you know, Brian Dable said the season starts now. Like, they are taking this game very seriously. And anybody that can play in this game will play in this game. There's no resting a guy for next week. Like, the Giants are going to go all out to try and win this game. Not saying Washington won't either. They definitely will because this game is huge for their season as well. And I do think if the Giants lose this game, I hate to say it, there is a legitimate chance they don't make the playoffs, which is, it's it sucks to say that after a 7-2 and two start. But you just look at the rest of the season. I mean, Washington, they play us a couple more times. And the Giants schedule from here on out is Washington, of course, the Eagles, which is going to be tough. The Giants are already six point underdogs for that game. If you know, as long as nothing big changes um, at Washington in a couple weeks at Minnesota home versus the Colts, which I think is probably the easiest game remaining. And then at the Eagles, and it depends if they're playing their starters or not. And if Dallas keeps pace with them, then they might. So yeah, it's getting a bit scary out here as a Giants fan. But if they win this week to you know end this on the uh, on a high note or on the bright side, whatever you want to say, um, I would feel very good about their chances of making it to the playoffs. Yeah, it's not a guarantee they would not clinch anything. But if the Giants get to eight and four hold the tiebreaker over the commanders, get their first division win and, you know, have that home game with the Colts coming up, having a game at Washington. Um, maybe they steal a game at Minnesota or Philly. I'm not counting on it, but you never know. But if the Giants win this game, I'd feel much better about getting to that nine win mark. I know some people say it has to be 10. I don't know. I think you could, you might be able to get in this year with nine wins, especially if the Giants beat the Commanders and hold the tiebreaker. Um, I think nine can get you in. And of course, it depends what Seattle does as well. Seattle's definitely in this mix. Um, I guess the Commanders beating the Falcons last week was 
kind of good because it kind of took the uh, Falcons out of contention for now at least but I don't want to have to worry about that hopefully the Giants just go out there handle their own business and they win this game and we can celebrate eight and four and having a very good chance to make the playoffs so I'm trying not to think about the bad stuff but you never know anyway I hope you guys enjoyed um, I'm making the uh, spread pick show probably tomorrow probably gonna make a Nets video tonight hopefully they beat the freaking Raptors but uh yeah, I mean, I'll talk to you guys on Sunday night for the game, and hopefully it's a, it's a positive reaction. But anyway, I'll talk to you guys next time.